Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's Scout Fantasy Sports. It is Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am Adam Ronis here until 8 p.m. Eastern as we kick off the critical week 13, the battle for the playoffs with... A fun game tonight, or so we hope, as the Saints take on the Cowboys. Saints have won 10 straight games. I believe have covered the spread, too, every week since week two. So they're on a roll. Cowboys have won three in a row and obviously battling for the NFC East division and a lot of fantasy-relevant players in this game. Of course, you can check out all my work, scoutfantasysports.com. The Week 13 sit-up article is up with a couple of big names in that article. And as I've mentioned before, just because someone is mentioned in the sit article does not mean you have to sit him. It just means that maybe you can find a better alternative, that these players have a more difficult matchup than usual. So a lot of times I'll post it and people panic. Oh, you said this guy was a sit I have him. And then I'll look at the rest of their alternatives and they suck. So just take that into account. Dr. Otto has his Thursday night football prop bets up. I did a couple prop bets tonight. Put some money on Amari Cooper and Ezekiel Elliott scoring the first touchdown of the game because odds are pretty good. Obviously, I hope the Saints don't get the ball first because if they do, then I'm probably in a little bit of trouble. We also have uh, fantasy football for breakfast, the week 13 projections, uh, stock watch from myself as well. So plenty of content there. You can ask your questions on the message boards and the forums anytime you want. I mean, we got a trade today, a question on a dynasty fantasy baseball trade. Yes, we are. We're close to baseball season, believe it or not. So whatever the question is, you want to ask some NBA questions as well, I'll answer them. So plenty of things to cover you there. So check it out, scoutfantasysports.com. Use promo code RONA70, get 70% off your first month. And, of course, scoutdfs.com. We have you covered for NFL, NBA, and NHL. Another good night last night. Uh, in the NBA, of course, uh, you had to get Harden in there, James Harden again, once you knew that Chris Paul was out as he's been crushing it. So optimizer, very good tool for all these sports, you know, NBA, NFL, especially, you know, if you're just kind of learning or you want to put in multiple lineups and you have your core, but you're kind of having difficulty finding the rest. Uh, it's a great tool to use and make you become a better DFS player. And, of course, VegasWhispers.com for your sports betting needs. Uh, they posted their over-unders, how they fared for the college football season, went 6-3 and three on the over-under win totals. So, uh, again, everything is documented all the time, even if the losses, because, again, no one wins all the time. I mean, the percentages that they have posted already are pretty impressive because uh, if you stick with us the long haul and play the picks, you're going to do well. Uh, for example, college football, 32-12. and 12. The last six weeks, it's a 73% winning percentage. I mean, that's ridiculous. Uh, so uh, overall, pretty good. Uh, the last 27 days, 56, 35, and 2, 62%. That's good. Again, you know, you're winning more money than you're losing if you 
use all those bets. And we don't expect everyone to use all of them. But again, you see the positive things there. So check it out, VegasWhispers.com. You can follow them on Twitter, at VegasWhispers. In case you're like, eh, I'm not so sure, you can see the results at the end of the night. And then once you become a member, you get access to our private Twitter feed where you can get all the picks sent to your phone, set up the alerts. Uh, that's what I do as soon as they are posted. Lots to get to today. We'll have Michael Florio from NFL.com. He's going to join me in the next segment. If you remember, he used to work on this channel, used to produce this show. So we'll talk to him as he's been doing some good work for NFL.com. But let's take a look at some of the key news from today. Stefan Diggs said he expects to play on Sunday against the Patriots, but he did not practice once again today, listed on the injury report with a knee injury. So you got to hope that he goes out there and practices on Friday because I remember a couple weeks ago, Diggs said the same thing. He said, I'm going to play he wound up sitting out, and it's also been well documented when Diggs is not 100% and on the injury report, he doesn't play well if he does suit up that week. So I think it was week nine he sat out. Yeah, week nine. He said he was going to play. He didn't play. Then, of course, they had to buy in week 10, and he's come back and put up, I mean, big numbers. Week 11, 18 targets, 13 for 126 and a touchdown. Last week, 8 for 77 and a touchdown on 11 targets. So, He's been getting flooded with targets, and that's what you like about this Vikings offense because it's a lot of Adam Thielen, a lot of Stephon Diggs. Diggs has scored in three straight games, so this is a critical week. Owners need to have him out there. That game is at 425 p.m. Eastern, so people already asking questions on Diggs. Just be patient. I mean, obviously, if you have someone tonight, then you have to make a decision. I would think if you have Diggs and Amari Cooper, hopefully you're in a league where you can start both. Uh, I would not, by the way, Traquan Smith is active tonight for the Saints. Like, if you're in a panic tonight and you're like, oh, I'm not so sure about Diggs, do I play Traquan Smith instead? No, I wouldn't do that. And hopefully you can go to the waiver wire and get someone else if Diggs doesn't go. But let's wait and see uh, what happens tomorrow. I think tomorrow is going to be key for Diggs. The other note from tonight's game is Tyron Smith, the left tackle for the Cowboys, he's inactive. He didn't play last week either, so... Uh, something to keep a note of. Uh, Saints have been playing pretty good defense. Bears coach Matt Nagy said Mitchell Trubisky is still not throwing. He was limited during practice yesterday. Uh, it doesn't sound like he's going to play this week. So look for Chase Daniel to get the start for the Bears as they go up against the Giants this week. Uh, so they were able to win last week in Detroit with Chase Daniel quarterback. So this clearly is a downgrade for some of the Bears wide receivers, uh, even though the Giants are a pretty good matchup. Uh, but you have to temper the expectations on the road with Chase Daniel at quarterback. Marlon Mack, he was in concussion protocol yesterday. He was a full participant at practice today for the Colts. Now, I haven't seen if he's been cleared from concussion protocol yet, but obviously it's a good sign that he was on the field today and able to put in a full practice as he goes up against Jacksonville this week he did not have a good game against Jacksonville when they played a couple of weeks ago but uh, this Jacksonville defense is just not the same and I think people still treat them with that name value and that's a, a good thing to talk about this week is, and I wrote it uh, in my sit column today you know a lot of times people are dependent on name value it's like oh I can't bench this guy you know look what he's done in his career but you got to look at what's going on now and what's happened recently and Jacksonville is a team that defensively is just not the same defense that we feared last year. I know Jacksonville still has allowed the fewest fantasy points 
uh, for running backs this year. Uh, they did, you know, limit Connor a couple weeks ago. The Colts had 85 yards rushing uh, from their running backs on 16 carries in Week 10, so that's not bad. So, yeah, they haven't been gashed. I mean, last week they faced Buffalo, and Buffalo has done nothing this year. Uh, we did see Houston and Dallas have success against them. So, you know, Mac is, you know, more of an RB2 this week anyway. But, uh, you know, some people might have been relying upon him in deep leagues. So it sounds like he could be good to go. T.Y. Hilton was back uh, limited in practice today with a groin injury. This is just, you know, giving him a rest. Uh, he's been really good. Uh, consecutive games of 125-plus yards for T.Y. Hilton. And uh, the thing to watch here is Jalen Ramsey because – you know, yesterday they sounded like Jalen Ramsey wasn't going to play. Then it sounded like he was going to practice today uh, as they expected him, but he did not practice today. So uh, who knows what's going on with him? Uh, he's listed on the injury report with a knee injury, but obviously this would be really good news for T.Y. Hilton if Jalen Ramsey doesn't go. Uh, but Hilton's a guy I like anyway. Uh, you know, I think they'll move him around. They uh, might get him away from Ramsey at times, and Hilton's that explosive player that can get it done in a difficult matchup, and we've seen the Colts' offense just soaring right now with Andrew Luck at quarterback, at least three passing touchdowns in eight straight games, and Hilton has been really good uh, finally getting more involved uh, in the offense as he has 19, 19 targets over the last two weeks. A.J. Green was limited in practice today uh, with that toe Hopefully he puts in a full session tomorrow. But, again, he said that he is going to play. And, um, you know, let's see if he does indeed go tomorrow. Hopefully you see him put in a full practice. But I would count on him playing. I have him penciled in to my lineups right now in some deep formats. There was maybe a little concern about Todd Gurley last week or at before the bye because, remember, he missed some snaps. He did play late in the game, but clearly he was bothered by an ankle injury. Uh, apparently he's fine um, because he's not on the injury report, and Sean McVay said that he's good to go. Uh, let, we have a caller on the line. Let's go to Pete from Virginia. Pete, what's up? Hey, what's going on, man? I got a dilemma. I'm in the standard league, and I got Aaron Rodgers, and I got Matt Ryan, and I'm fighting for the last spot in the playoffs. Yeah, look, I don't like Matt Ryan a lot this week. Uh, I actually am playing Jameis Winston over him in the league. Ryan O'Ryan's been pretty good, but, you know, he's been getting hit a lot. Uh, the Falcons have been – the offensive line has kind of fallen apart, and he's been taking a beating. I know the Ravens' defense is not what it once was, but it's still pretty good. So I really don't like Matt Ryan this week. Aaron Rodgers, I mean, man, it just – it hasn't worked out for him. Uh, the, the offense just seems to be more reliant on the run. He's been out of sync with his wide receivers, but uh, I would take Aaron Rodgers over Matt Ryan this week. You know, this is a game where the Packers are home. Arizona's really struggling, and if there's any week that Aaron Rodgers can throw for three touchdowns, you would think this should be it. So if it comes down to Rodgers or Ryan, I'm going with Aaron Rodgers this week. Okay, and I got I got one more question. Um, in a standard league, I got I got. Uh, A.J. Green coming off the injury with a backup quarterback, or do I put in Sutton or Landry? I can't play Landry right now, man. He's just not involved in the offense much. They've had good matchups, and Baker Mayfield spreading the ball around. Now, I do like Cortland Sutton this week. He is risky. He is not a lock. I mean, he is disappointed. I thought he would be way better once they traded to Marius Thomas, but the Bengals are terrible. But if A.J. Green plays, I got to play him, man. 
You know, I, I understand it's a backup quarterback, but he came in last week and w- was okay. Uh, and A.J. Green is, you know, one of the, the top receivers. So I know there's some risk, but if A.J. Green is good to go, when this Bengals team is really, I mean, mathematically they're in the playoff hunt, but I think a lot of people thought that A.J. Green wouldn't come back and they shut him down. He said, nope, he wants to play. He's not having it. So if it was me, and actually, you know what? To be honest, I have that same decision. Now, I'm not in a do-or-die situation in that league, mm-hmm. but it's mm-hmm. AJ, for me, it's A.J. Green or Sutton. I have A.J. Green in there right now. So that's, um, I'm, that's what I, is that what you were planning to do? Yeah, I got him in right now. Yeah, so do I. And you know, hopefully we get you know full practice tomorrow, but it sounds like he's going to play. Sounded like he was close last week. So, you know, I'm playing green. And I, I don't need the win, but I need the points because I want to wrap up the most points because you get uh, uh, a prize for that. So, yeah, yeah, so I, too. yeah, so I have A.J. Green in myself, although I do feel this is the Sutton week. Like, And if he doesn't do it this week, then I don't know if we can start him the rest of the year. Because if you can't get it done against the Bengals, how bad their defense has been, how can we yeah. feel confident starting the rest of the way? So uh, I'm going to roll with A.J. Green. Look, it's always tricky because players coming off injury. We've seen players go out there and produce, and we've seen players struggle, like Sammy Watkins a couple weeks ago. But I was stunned that yeah. Sammy Watkins even played. But it sounds like A.J. Yeah. Green is good to go. So I'm playing A.J. Green myself. So I'll be rooting for you, too. All right. All right one last thing. I took, the, I took the Saints giving up the points tonight. How do you feel about it? I'm a, cow- I'm, I'm a Cowboys fan. But I'm a realist. Oh, so you no, okay, I'm not. Okay. I'm a realist. I don't think they win this game. I think the Saints are so good. I think they're on a mission. Uh, so if I had a, a, to uh, forced, I would take. I would take the Saints. Uh, I think the Cowboys have a shot to keep it close, only because they got a good pass rush and you got to put pressure on Breeze. But I'm worried about their safety play, and the Saints are carving everyone up. You know, the only way. Yeah. This, unless the Saints have a letdown, and I don't see it. I think they're motivated to get the top seed. I think what happened in the playoffs last year sits with them. Because let's be honest, if Stephon Diggs doesn't make that play, we might be sitting here saying the Saints won the Super Bowl. They were good last yeah. year. So yeah. I, I, I could see the Cowboys keeping it close, but I just kind of have a feeling that, you know, D- Dak's actually been under pressure a lot. He's been sacked a lot, and the Cowboys have given up a lot of quarterback hits, and that concerns me too because I think the Saints' defense is better. So, uh, I hope you lose because I'm a Cowboys fan, but uh, I, I agree with you. I would go with that. But thanks a lot, man, for get, uh, giving us a uh, call. Thanks a lot. Have a good one. You too. Let's go to Justin from Pennsylvania. Hey, how's it going? What's up? I am in a must-win situation this week playing for the last spot in the playoffs, and I have a start-take question for my flex. Okay. Is it PPR? Yeah. Okay. All right. So I have uh, Mark Ingram. I have Adam Humphreys, I have Tyler Boyd, and I have Gus Edwards. Okay, so you need one of those? Yep. Uh, I'm going to go with Gus Edwards. Uh, Ingram is very reliant on touchdowns. Now, you can tell me, well, it's the Saints offense. They're putting up 40 every every week, and that's why you can always put him in play, and I agree with that. But I kind of have a feeling that this is going to be more of a Kamara game in the passing game. Uh, we've seen Ingram's not involved much in the passing game. And you saw last week, yeah. you know, we had 52 rushing yards, two catches, 14 yards, no touchdowns. So that's kind of the downside there. And if Dallas yep. does have some success on offense, they're going to keep the ball and grind out the clock and limit the plays for the Saints. Uh, and Edwards is in a real good spot. 
He practiced today, so it looks like he's good to go. They were just, you know, some maintenance yesterday with the ankle. I would like to see Edwards catch the ball a little bit because that's the weakness for Atlanta against pass-catching running backs. So I'm leaning towards Edwards. If you want to go Ingram, I, I can't criticize it because Ingram could have two touchdowns any given week, like two weeks ago. But, you know, he's very dependent on a touchdown because he does not get heavy volume. And I, I think Dallas is pretty good against the run. I don't see Ingram having a big game tonight. I think it's more of a Kamara game in the passing game. Yeah, I tend to agree with that as well. I did have, since we're not going to go with Boyd in the flex, uh, my second wide receivers are either Josh Reynolds, Adam Humphreys, or Tyler Boyd. Who do you think they are? Uh, I'll, I'll go with, uh, it's either Reynolds or Boyd for me. Uh, you know, green back should help Boyd a little bit, but he might see some Chris Harris. I'll go with, I'm going to, I'm going to go with Reynolds. Okay. Awesome. Thanks for the help. No problem. It's close though. I'm, I might have to take that one over again, but, uh, yes, Gus, Gus Edwards did return to a limited practice today. So it sounds like he's good to go this week. Lots more ahead as we get you set for week 13. When we return, I'm going to be joined by Mike Florio. Remember, he used to be a producer of this show, used to work at Roto Experts on the channel. He's now with NFL.com. He joins me next here at Scout Fantasy Sports on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. It is Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis, you can find me, scoutfantasysports.com. The Week 13 Cinema article is up with a couple of names you might find surprising. You can check out the Thursday Night Football Prop Bets from Dr. Roto and ask your questions on the message boards and forums anytime you want. Check out scoutdfs.com as well and vegaswhispers.com for your sports betting needs. Time now to bring in... Former producer of this show, I used to work with him and basically was his teacher. It is Michael Florio from NFL.com. Mike, what's up? What's up, man? I, I would gladly admit that you are one of my bigger mentors in this in this industry. You, like Nando DeFino, Scott Engel, Corey Parson, all you guys like kind of took me under your wing. So, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll always be appreciative about that. Well, I got an eye for talent. So that's why. <laughs> but uh, it's, how, it's sad, man. What's sad? I miss working with you guys. I know. Look, I mean, it happens. Unfortunately, you know, I was there for a long time and left. And as you see in this industry, sometimes people kind of move on to other companies. So it's just part of life. It happens more in sports. I mean, imagine we were free agent players going to new teams <laughs> year to year. You, you would a hundred percent be Le'Veon Bell. I would be Le'Veon Bell sitting out. <laughs> Why? Wait a second. First of all, I, I'm offended by that because I have been on the grind and I really don't take any days off. I've been basically doing pretty much radio shows or podcasts every day since I started doing this in 2010. Like I took maybe, what, a week? I hardly ever go on vacation. I took a vacation 
when I went on a cruise in May. All right, I didn't do anything for a week, but I've never taken <laughs> off an extended period of time, man. So how am I compared to Le'Veon Bell? No, nah, I just I, – I figured of anyone who worked there, you'd be the one to, like, I don't pay me. I don't care. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I'm not – I'm not – Oh, look at Florio with it. You cut out, man. What kind of line are you on, bro? Where are you at? Yo, I would, I could say I was in sunny California, but it is torrential rain out here. It, it's it's a really bad weather day in California. Oh, yeah. We're crying for you when it's like 35 and windy out here on the East Coast. Hello? Yeah. Where you Come on, Florio. What are you doing? Yo, I, I'm sorry, man. My service out here, it's pouring rain in California. Like, so what? The phone's... The phones don't work out there when it pour pouring rain. My service has been worse today. Just rain out here. It, I've been here for like three months. This is the second time it's it's really rained like this. It's drizzled one other time, but when it rains, everyone here gets thrown out of whack because it, it rains so infrequently. Well, how has the transition been to the West Coast? Uh, I enjoy the West Coast. Like I. I heard all those horror stories. I, I saw you posting about it when it snowed and it took people like eight hours to get home from work. I was super happy to be out here that that day. I, I mean, right now, even though it's really rainy and, and bad weather, it's still 60 degrees. Yeah, that was crazy that day. No joke. My friend, it took him over eight hours to get home. 26-mile ride. Like, I thought he was joking. It was a Thursday night football game, and I remember – and, like, he walked in his door at, like, 12, 15 a.m. Like, it was – I think what happened was they didn't expect that much snow and there wasn't really salt out. And a lot of people had some nightmares, man. It was really bad. Yeah, I know. I was talking to my brother that day, and I was like, yeah, I'm sitting in L.A. traffic. And he was like, yeah, I'm on hour three of trying to get home right now. I was like, all right, you win. All right, well, let's talk some football here. <laughs> and we just had a call before, and he was asking whether it should start Tyler Boyd or Josh Reynolds. And – A.J. Green returns this week. If Tyler Boyd's playing the slot against Denver, he could see a bit of Chris Harris. Is that a concern for you this week with Tyler Boyd? It is normally, but Denver hasn't been great. Like, not knocking Chris Harris because he is the best slot corner in the league, but over the last month they have been vulnerable against slot receivers. So I do – I'm okay with Tyler Boyd, especially because I think, you know, with no Andy Dalton – they're going to be asked to throw throwing more short, safe routes, and that's what Tyler Boyd does. So I'm okay trusting Tyler Boyd as a wide receiver, too, this week. Uh, something I put out on Twitter earlier today, because it really angers me, and I don't know if you see this in your leagues, but you know this is a crucial week 13, and I'm the commissioner of a league, and I saw today someone didn't set their lineup. Uh, they have a linebacker in their lineup that is out for the season because we do an IDP league now. You know, they could still make pickups the next few days. But, you know, I said, if you're out of it, like, still set your lineup. And, you know, I'm sure you're out of it in a lot of leagues because you're not a great player. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But, like, do you do you think that's a, a problem? Like, people were, like, telling me, like, oh, well, pay weekly money to the highest score. I did that one year. That doesn't work because what happens is if you're in week 13 and you're out of it, your team is probably not that good, or you think it's not that good, and you don't care about You're like, well, I'm not going to get the high score for the week anyway. I just don't understand why people quit. It doesn't take that long. I'm not asking you to spend an hour on waivers. Like, just set your lineup for the week. I agree. And in in, uh, one of my home leagues, we made a rule that if you don't set your lineup, 
the first time you get a, a warning from the commissioner, you know, like, hey, don't do this again. And then if you do it again, we, we replace you. And, and we have replaced people over the years because of that, especially when it's usually the same people who do it. Like, I, I'm in seven leagues that I set my lineup and do waivers for and everything. And in two of them, I was sitting at, like, two and seven. And I, one is the flex league. And granted, my team is terrible. I'm going to finish in, like, second to last in that league. I continue to set my lineup every week, though, just out of, respect for the league and I don't want to be playing, you know, uh, the guy who's in seventh and has, you know, if, if I beat him, all oh, the team in six clinches, I don't want that guy to get a free win. And then, you know, it messes up the competitive balance of the league. And in one league, it's a work league I'm in out here. I was sitting at two and seven and now I'm fighting this week to get to six and seven and a tie for the last playoff spot. And I did win one of those weekly prizes that you talk about. I had a lot of injuries early on. So, you're never truly – I mean, yes, you could be truly out of it, but you owe it to the league, especially if it's a paid league, to set your lineup. Yeah, and I say it every year, and people still continue to kind of ignore it. And I understand everyone has things going on in their life that get busy, but, you know, if you commit to play, I mean, it's really not that hard just to set your lineup. All you got to do is log in before the game tonight. Maybe if you have someone out for the year, you need a replacement, pick them up off the waiver wire and then set your lineup again on Sunday. And that's it. That's all we're asking. It doesn't take that long. So for all the people listening out there, and I don't know if people are listening that are eliminated, probably not, but maybe they're in multiple leagues and a couple of them they're ignoring. Uh, you got to set your lineup. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, in the Scott Fishbowl, I didn't do well. I'm still setting my lineups. I still even make pickups. I got no dollars left. I'm making pickups. I'm not going to make it easy for everyone else. And and it's what you. It comes down to what you said. Yeah, like when early on in the season, I spent the same amount of time well, around the same amount. There's always leagues that you care about more than others, but you know, setting your lineup and setting waivers. And now the teams that I'm out of it, yeah, I'm not spending you know a half hour looking over waivers and my lineups every week. But I'll check waivers real quick, see if there's anyone out there, and then I'll also just before the Thursday game and then before Sundays, I just check my lineup. It takes two seconds, like you said. Just because I, I believe in competitive balance. You said two seconds, like your bedroom life? Is that what you said? I'm not, I'm not Scott Engel here. <laughs> Taking shots <laughs> at Engel, I love it. <laughs> you taught that's, me well. Definitely. Oh, yeah, you know that. I mean, I, that's all I did during the early shows was just make fun <laughs> of them. You remember that, right? I mean, that's all we did. Yeah. We made fun it of was each hilarious. other. Good times, man. Good times. Uh, talking to Michael Florio from NFL.com. Uh, what's going on with this Eagles offense? It seems like ever since Golden Tate came over, we're just seeing a downtrend for all Sean Jeffrey. You know, Ertz had one bad game, but he's pretty much consistent. But what do you do with Golden Tate? Because the targets have been there, but the production has been lacking. Yeah, it, it's been a real mess, like you said. But this week, I'm actually – I wrote about it in my article on NFL.com. I'm actually trusting – They let you write an article? Tate. They do. Once wow. a week, I write an article about slot receivers. So, But I, I'm trusting Golden Tate this week because the Redskins in the last month have really uh, been vulnerable against the slot receivers. Plus, I know, like you said, the production hasn't really been there. But when I see that he is fully taken over that slot role away from Nelson Aguilar, running the most routes every week, and now the targets are starting to come, like you said, you have to believe that ultimately it will lead to some production. And I think in a match, favorable matchup this week, it could be the week. 
you know, a player that I did not like before the year, and I because I thought a Devontae Freeman injury needed to happen was Tevin Coleman. Then the Freeman injury happened. I'm like, damn, well, these guys got lucky. He took him in the fifth, sixth round. I think he's been a major disappointment this year. He's been basically splitting with Edo Smith as a tough matchup against the Ravens this week. What's the outlook for Tevin Coleman? To me, he's a low-end RB2, and if you're in a shallower league, maybe a flex option because, like you said, the, the touches are going 50-50 kind of with Edo Smith, and he had that receiving touchdown last week that saved his day, but he was struggling mightily. Like, I mean, from what I remember, I was half asleep after you know, that big Thanksgiving meal, but I, watching that game, it was obvious that, you know, he is not Devonta Freeman. I, I've kind of felt that way from the start, but anyone who thought he could slide in and replace Devonta Freeman real easily, he hasn't. And to me, low NRB two and may have cost himself some money in free agency. Yeah, it feels that way for sure. Lamar Jackson has been pretty productive from a fantasy perspective, finishing right around the QB1 range in his first two starts this week. First start on the road against Atlanta. We know they've had a lot of injuries on the defensive side and really have struggled against pass-catching running backs. Where does Lamar Jackson rank for you this week among the quarterbacks? I have him at 13, so he's right outside that QB1. I do have him ahead of guys, though, like Dak Prescott. I have him ahead of Tom Brady and Carson Wentz, because of that rushing floor he brings, the only one I'm actually really worried about is Dak in uh, playing outperforming uh, Lamar Jackson because tonight could be a shootout. And Dak really, you know, he doesn't get the rushing yards, but he seems to lately be getting a rushing touchdown every single week. So I'm a little bit worried on that front. But Lamar Jackson, he gives you such a safe floor every week because of his rushing ability. How do you think the Cowboys fare tonight? Is this a game that they can win? Is this a game the Saints are going to control? The Saints have covered the spread every week since week two. Yeah, I know they're not, like we say, they're not the same away from home, but I'm still fully trusting the Saints, especially since their defense is rounding into shape and starting to look resemble that defense that it did last season. So, I, I'm sorry, Adam. I, I do not think the Cowboys win tonight. I think this is a game the Saints win pretty handily, but I think it's a very good fantasy game because we know the Saints are going to get theirs. It's just a matter of if Drew Brees actually throws the fantasy-relevant players. But when the Cowboys send some points, it's going to mean more Dak, more Amari Cooper, and more Zeke. Who Remember, we spoke about him way back in July. We both thought he was going to really step up as a pass catcher this year, and that's exactly what he's done. Yeah, I remember the argument was when a lot of people were discussing uh, the top four running backs, well, Zeke doesn't catch as many passes as them. I'm like, because they don't give him the football. It's not because they didn't have the skill set. And I said this a couple weeks ago. I'm like, are you guys looking at what Zeke's doing? He's got 47 receptions with five games to go. Say he averages four on the low side. That's 67 receptions with possibly more in the last three weeks. Six, seven, and five. The target's seven, eight, and six. So it's taken a while, but they're finally getting him involved in the passing game, and he has the ability to do it. It's just Dallas didn't use him in that fashion in his first two years in the league. Yeah, I tweeted this out the other day. I think Zeke is being underappreciated because we all year we were hearing about, you know, Gurley and Kamara, and then now we're hearing about CMC and Barkley, and those guys deserve all the hype. But it's Zeke Elliott that leads the NFL in rushing right now, and He's already set a career high in targets and receptions and tied his career high in receiving yards. The only thing holding him back right now is Dak Prescott stealing those, you know, goal line touchdowns away. But if you if he had all of those goal line touchdowns that, that 
Dak had he had an extra three or four touchdowns, let's say maybe not all of them, but just some. I think you know we're talking about Zeke being right up there with Gurley, even though right now I feel like he's kind of in a tier below him. Can we trust Gus Edwards this week going up against the Falcons? I think so. I think I know Alex Collins was out last week. His status is up in the air right now, but I, I think Gus Edwards has taken over. And this is another thing I uh, I put out on Twitter the other day. I put out every Ravens running back that started the season for basically since Ray Rice has left. Not one of them has finished as the guy you want to own in fantasy. So, you know, unless things change, they make a coaching change or something next year when Gus Edwards is being hyped up as, you know, like a fourth or fifth round pick, I'm probably going to just be avoiding. You know, I already got one call today where someone was asking about A.J. Green, and I have him in two leagues. One is a 14-team league where I kind of have to play him, but – are, do you, are you confident about A.J. Green this week? Like, is, if he's a player, hey, I'm going to get him back in there because he's A.J. Green, or is there concern coming off the injury? Jeff Driscoll at quarterback. What's your analysis on A.J. Green for the upcoming week? Yeah, I'm ranked like, I, obviously not as high as I normally do. I believe he's, like, wide receiver 19 or 20, and normally he's easily inside the top 10. So I am ranking him cautiously. That being said, he's still A.J. Green. It's hard for me. On, on leads that I'm in to find, you know, like three or four guys that I like at the wide receiver position more than him. So I, I only own him in one league. And luckily, I, I, it's a keeper league, so I made some trades. He is my wide receiver three now behind T.Y. Hilton and D-Hop. But I am rolling him out there because my bench receivers, you got guys like MDS who I'm not trusting, Kiki QT who I'm not trusting, and Anthony Miller, who it's not the best matchup for him. So – I and no Mitch Trubisky, so I am rolling with AJ Green in the one league I have. Cortland Sutton has been a disappointment so far. I think a lot of people were excited when Demarius Thomas got dealt to the Texans because they said, "Okay, now Cortland Sutton is going to get a lot of targets." He was playing a good amount of the time anyway, but it really hasn't happened, and he's coming off one of his more disappointing games with one catch for 14 yards against the Steelers. He's got a great matchup this week against the Bengals. Is this the week we finally see Cortland Sutton come through for fantasy owners? I'll tell you, this is the highest I've had him ranked since that first week after the Demarius Thomas trade. I think this week he is a in the wide receiver three discussion at the least. But then again, wide receivers, I, I feel at least it's pretty gross this week. So there's a lot of guys who are ranked higher than, than normal, at least in, in my feeling. That's how I view it. But I do think Sutton is a wide receiver three, especially with Manny Sanders landing on the injury report today. Yeah, I think this could be the week for him. I think he's an interesting DFS play, too, because I feel like people look at box scores. They remember last week, and what you're looking for is in a tournament, that upside, Sutton is cheap, and he is a guy that's capable of going for 100 yards and two touchdowns. You know, we've seen him just kind of narrowly miss a few touchdowns this year. Yeah, and we know he's the deep threat on that team. We know he is a bigger-bodied receiver than Emmanuel Sanders. I, I, maybe it took a couple weeks for him and Keenum to you know, really develop that connection. But if it's not this week, it's never. That's the way I feel. I feel like if he doesn't get it yeah. done this week, like I just don't know how you can be confident in starting him here, especially with the fantasy playoffs beginning next week in most leagues. Uh, but Sutton definitely has the talent and the ability. Lots more ahead. I'm joined by Michael Florio. You can catch him NFL.com, formerly here of the Roto Experts in the Fantasy Sports Network. We're getting you set for a critical week 13. The playoffs begin in most leagues next week, and we're here to help you dominate. It is Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. It is Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am Adam Ronis. You can follow me on Twitter at Adam Ronis. Check out all my work, scoutfantasysports.com. The Week 13 sit article is up. The Week 13 Thursday Night Football prop bets from Dr. Otto is there. So you can check it out. You still have some time to put in those bets. You can ask your questions on the message boards and the forums anytime you want. And, of course, scoutdfs.com. We got you covered. NHL, NBA, NFL, Plenty of tools. We have our great stacks tool, which gives you the best values among the stacks and the optimizers to kind of help you build out a winning lineup. If you're having some trouble, maybe you have four or five guys you're trying to have figure out the rest. Just put it in the optimizer and you know keep kind of going until you like the lineup. You can always X something out of the optimizer if you don't like it. So check it out, scoutdfs.com. I'm joined by Michael Florio from NFL.com. And Mike, we're in one league together, the Greenwich Street Tavern, and you were uh, you tweeted at me that you guys are coming for me like two weeks ago. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's you're four games out with a week left, so I mean, look, there's still the playoffs, but uh, pretty much a must win for you this week. Uh, you're six and six, and this is a league where the top six records get in, and uh, there's two five and seven teams. You're playing one of them. Actually, there's four five and seven teams. You're playing one of them. There's three six and six teams, and some of those five and seven teams have more points than you, which would be the tiebreaker. So it's pretty much a must win for you this week uh, with you and uh, Frank Stample and Greg Sussman. Yeah, and we, that's the way we're looking at it. There, I think there's like a scenario where we lose and everything goes right for us, but that's not going to happen. So we know that this is our, our playoffs have started already. Like for us to win the championship this year, we're going to have to win four playoff games because. We, you know, defecated the bed, how Dane Martinez would say, uh, last week. But our team, I I feel pretty confident in it in the sense that, well, it's too boomer bust. That's my one flaw with against it. But we've had some really big games, and I think we have a lot of talent on the team. One big factor for us is we need Gronk to stay healthy. I never draft Gronk, but those guys wanted to this year. I, I really wasn't in favor of doing so, but he's been such a disappointment and dragging us down. So obviously if he sits, we have to pivot to Joni Smith and that that's a huge downgrade. So we need Gronk to be Gronk if we're going to, you know, go on a run. Yeah. I drafted Gronkowski when I was out in Vegas and I never do. I don't know why I decided to be different. I said, okay, I have, were you, no... were you a few, a few Ciroc's deep at that time? Was I what? A few Sirocs deep? No, I actually, I try, I try not to draft drunk. The one year I did was, I don't know if you were around that year, was the Flex League, and I actually won the league. I was hammered. Oh, like, I, I, I was there that day. Remember? I was hammered, man. Like, Nando's like, oh, Before we want to talk. Before the draft even started. 
Yeah, Nano's like, oh, we want to talk to him too. I'm like, nah, man, I'm really hammered. He's like, even better. And like May- Pat Mayo interviewed me. Uh, and I, I don't like to do that because I like to focus on the draft. I happen to win the league, so maybe I should have just been after that every draft drunk. But it's not my style. No, I actually was it. And I just – I had the uh, one – I was picking one. So, obviously, I started with Gurley. And I just said, oh, you know what? Maybe Gronk could have a huge year. You know, no Edelman to start. Maybe this is the year he goes back to 10, 12 touchdowns. And, and I passed up Adam Thielen and Mike Evans for him. And I just look it back. And, and my team is 10-2. and two. It's 10-2 and two with Gronk dealing with this. But imagine what could have been if I had drafted Thielen because I have Mahomes, Gurley. Like, the team would have been, like, ridiculous. So maybe it would have been higher in the overall online championship. So, you know, sometimes you just got to stick with what you believe. And I was just not on Gronkowski. And I really wasn't on Kelsey or Ertz either, but in our GST league, Kelsey fell to 4-7. I said, I'm taking him here because there were no other running backs that I loved on the board. So I'll take the tight end if they're value. But Gronk is really probably – he still probably wasn't value at 3-1. Yeah, we got him even later than that. I think it was the middle of the third round. And I'm never like a let's take Gronk guy, but when those two guys were like, he shouldn't be there, I mean, I couldn't – fight it that's why we took him but yeah there's a few picks that I look back on that draft and I mean obviously it was tough I had just moved out out to to Cali so I wasn't even in the building when you guys were drafting but texting Frank and Greg and FaceTiming or whatever but we started Antonio Brown and then Devonta Freeman and we did not realizing obviously you don't know who's going to be there in the second round but Keenan Allen was still on the board and at the time, we were like, all right, this is still fine. We got Freeman and Brown. You can't complain. Now, looking back at it, having, like, I think it was either, like, Saquon or Melvin Gordon or Kareem Hunt. One of the top RBs was still there. We could have had that guy and Keenan Allen. Like, that would have been a much better start. Well, looking at who went after Gronk, there weren't any outstanding ones except one player. And I, I didn't realize this because I was wondering, uh, the guy Sven, he's got – DeAndre Hopkins, Odell Beckham, and Juju Smith-Schuster. And I, the other day, I was like, how the hell does he have that? Like, did he pass on or did he go three straight wide receivers to start? And looking now, so he took uh, Hopkins and Beckham to start. Then he took Kenyon Drake in round three. But in round four, Juju, 4-2. I don't remember ever seeing Juju go that late. In the high-stakes leagues, he was going early third round. So... After you took Gronk, it went Allen Robinson, LaShawn McCoy, Larry Fitzgerald, Kenyon Drake, Amari Cooper, Alex Collins, Juju. So not a lot of those picks hit. You would probably want Juju, though, instead of Gronk. Yeah, now I would. But, I, I, and, you know, being fully honest, at the time, I, I was backing Amari Cooper. So I, that's who I would have taken. Which would have been a disaster for most of the year until now. I mean, do you think that Cooper fin- continues to finish the year strong with Dallas? Yes, I do. I think that they got him here. I think they realize how talented he is because I don't think any of us have ever questioned his talent when it is, when we talk about what we dislike about Amari Cooper. But I think he's finally in a position where now they realize he is the true number one because even on his first couple of seasons with Oakland, there was Michael Crabtree there who was taking away a lot of work. So I was excited to see Amari Cooper as a true number one, especially in John Gruden's offense because he had always done such a good job of getting the most out of his wide receiver ones. We're talking 1,000-plus yards in 11 straight seasons when he was coaching previously. But obviously, you know, football has passed him by. So 
he wasn't being very productive in Oakland. I, I do think he continues to be this the, the Cowboys' top uh, weapon in the passing game and their second-best player outside of Ezekiel Elliott. Talking to Michael Florio from NFL.com, Josh Reynolds coming off a really good game in that epic offensive orgy against the Chiefs, 54-51. <laughs> Reynolds had two touchdowns in that game. Well, no, he had one touchdown, but he almost had a second. But he played 98% of the snaps. But we know the Rams are not going to score 54 every week. But we saw three receivers with Cooper Cup, Woods, and Cooks produce. What's the outlook for Josh Reynolds? I think Reynolds is a wide receiver three every week. I don't think he's going to put up the numbers that like Cooper Cup was putting up. But I still think he has a pretty safe floor and a high ceiling every week. And what I liked most was Robert Woods, as we all kind of, I think, projected, took over as the lead slot receiver there. But even when Cooper Cup was playing, he was the, the lead slot guy, but they would still get Cooks in there at times and Robert Woods even more than Cooks. And they continued to do that. Sean McVay really didn't change his offense up with Robert Woods now taking over as the lead slot guy. But Josh Reynolds ran 20 routes from the slot in Week 11. So that's obviously going to boost him up. He continues to see the targets now in two straight games. That's going to boost him up. I think you want a piece of this Rams offense any way you can get it. Yeah, for sure. And that's why Reynolds is in play when you're having those tiebreakers. If Sammy Watkins is out this week and it's not looking good, can you play Chris Conley? Again, he had a really good game. But, again, that was where they put up 51 points. Uh, They have a good matchup this week against the Raiders. But we've seen other times where Watkins was out, uh, I think, week 10, where Conley had one catch for 22 yards. So this was really the only big game Conley had. Can you use Conley this week against the Raiders if Watkins is out? Yeah, if Watkins, like right now, I still have Watkins ranked as if he's going to play, but I'll, I'll be changing that if he doesn't practice tomorrow. Uh, Friday's always the telling practice, at least in my opinion. Uh, but I have Watkins as a top 30 wide receiver. I will not have Conley as that. He more comes in as a back-end wide receiver three, maybe a flex option that we know has a very high ceiling, but he's also very boom or bust. Like you said, we saw him have one great game and one terrible game. I think that's the kind of player he is. You're a Bills fan, and LaShawn McCoy has been an absolute bust this year. I, he was my bust of the year at ScoutFantasySports.com. Everyone was like, well, he's going to get a ton of volume. I thought this Bills offense was going to be awful. It's probably worse than I thought, but he does have a good matchup this week against Miami. I can't imagine LaShawn McCoy teams in contention, though. But say you are, and you have LaShawn McCoy this week. Can you start him with confidence just based on the matchup? I don't know if you could start him with confidence, but I think you can start him as an RB2 this week. And I, I was right there with you coming into the year. I I didn't want any LaShawn McCoy, but I did end up buying him in one auction because he went for like 22 or 25 bucks, something like that. So I was like, all right, I'll, I'll take this deep discount. But it, it I, I've sat him some weeks. It's been so brutal. Uh, I think this week is a week that you get him into the lineup, but I'm not, you know, excited to watch him play. I'm not thinking that he's going to absolutely go off. There is that potential. But one thing that I don't think is getting enough talking, uh, people talking about it, how much of this is on the Bills' offense and how much of this is on he's an aging old running back with a lot of wear and tear on those tires? Oh, I wrote that. It was like, well, first of all, we had the potential suspension. So I put that in there, but that was not one of the main reasons why. But that was my biggest thing is that, you know, he's a guy that just turned 30 in July. He's had a lot of wear and tear on him. The offensive line lost a lot from last year. 
And how many touchdowns was he going to score in this offense? And, you know, I think people who were pro McCoy was like, well, he's going to get the volume. Okay, fine, but that's not enough. And he, and he really isn't getting the volume either. I mean, the offense has been so bad that there's been weeks where he's just not touching the football enough. I mean, the Jets game was an anomaly where they just kicked the crap out of the Jets. But, yeah, I mean, he has 25 receptions this season. Yeah, no, it, it's far from great. I think part of that, and it was another concern of mine, was Ty, Tyrod Taylor, we know he was going to make those safe throws. He's very accurate as well. Josh Allen is not. We know he's not accurate at all. He's a cannon. He's a great athlete, but he's not the most accurate. How many times was he going to be dumping off down to LaShawn McCoy? And I also think it's kind of worrisome that at times this year, I mean, I'm a Bills fan. I watch, I watch him every week, unfortunately, for my eyes. But there's been games this year where Chris Ivory has looked a lot better than LaShawn McCoy. That, to me, is very telling. Although I will say part of me does wonder when Ivory's out there if the defense worries more about, you know, the little bit of other offensive weapons they have out there, whereas when McCoy's out there, it's just, hey, don't let 25 beat us. Corey Davis has been a source of frustration for a lot of fantasy owners this year. There's been down weeks. There's been big weeks. Is he going to finish the season as a receiver that you can count on every week? I think he's going to continue to have some up and down weeks. Just that's the the beauty of the beast with this Titans offense. Uh, I, I obviously it's a lot better when Mariota's out there, but I do think this is a week you can trust Corey Davis. And the reason being, they've started to use him not a whole lot in the slot the last month, but he is their leading slot receiver over the course of the last month, and we know what he can do out wide. But this is a Jets secondary that not only have receivers been burning them all year. But they've been getting absolutely torched. Only the Bucks have been worse at covering slot receivers on the course of the full season. So I think Corey Davis just being you know what he is against this weak Jets secondary. Then you add in the fact that he's been running more in the slot. I think he is a wide receiver too that you can trust this week. Can you trust any wide receivers outside of Mike Evans in Tampa Bay this week against Carolina in a good matchup? See, here's what I do with the Bucks receivers. They're all ranked. Like why I have Mike Evans is obviously Mike Evans. The rest are all wide receiver threes or flex options for me. I just cannot tell you which one is the one to start. Thanks for helping. I appreciate that. <laughs> no, I mean if I had to start one, I would go Godwin this week. I have him the highest. I think you know Djax being banged up leads to more routes for Godwin. Also, I, I like his chances of scoring this week finding the end zone. Uh, but. There is the possibility that, you know, it goes to Cameron Brake, that, that red zone touchdown, or it goes to Humphreys and Godwin is left leaving you hanging. So that's why I, I think they're, they're strictly boomer bust options as, you know, wide receiver threes or flex options. Which running back do you like better on Jacksonville this week, Carlos Hyde or TJ Yeldon? Carlos Hyde is 3,300 on DraftKings. See, this is kind of a, a cop-out answer, but I think it depends on your format. In standard, I'll go with Carlos Hyde just because – I think if there is a goal line touchdown to be had, it goes to him. But I think Yeldon is going to be a big factor with Kessler. In fact, he has the second most catches this season, only behind Moncrief when Kessler's in the game. Small sample size. But I think in PPR, you go Yeldon and standard, you go Hyde. What if it's four-point PPR? I will go with – if you get any PPR bonus, I'll go Yeldon. Okay. Uh, with the Browns this week, Jarvis Landry, what's happened to him? Because he hasn't been involved in the offense much when the Browns' offense is peaking and playing its best. 
this year. You know, people drafted Jarvis Landry round three, round four as a wide receiver too. Is it possible to bench him this week? Yeah, I think it is. I have him like 30th at wide receiver, so he's not a guy that, you know, you could universally bench. But if you're in the shallow league or maybe, you know, you were one of these teams that you got made some nice pickups and you're kind of loaded at the wide receiver position, I do think you can get away from Jarvis Landry this week. Do you feel good about either Titans running back this week? They obviously have not played well lately, but they're going against the Jets, and the Jets have been getting carved up on the ground. As we just mentioned, LaShawn McCoy actually had a good game against them a couple weeks ago. So uh, can you can you play any of the Titans running backs this week based on the matchup? I don't think you can with confidence, but I have to trust Deion Lewis in the league myself. So I think if I have to go with one, I'm going to go with Lewis just because he gets the snaps and the touches, but I don't feel great about it. I'm going to leave you with this, all right? So I don't know if you saw this story, but there was a woman who was farting a lot online, and the guy asked her to stop. She pulled out a knife on him. So if there was a woman, I, in, a woman in front of you online who was farting a lot, what would you do? Uh, I, I'm probably too nice to tell her to stop. Like I probably. So you would just sit there and smell it? If I was with someone, I would 100%. Like, if it was me and you standing there, I know we'd be, like, making jokes and stuff. I would do that. But I don't think I'm ballsy enough to be like, hey, you, stop farting. What do you think I would do? I think you would 100% say something. No, I think you would make jokes. If she looked good, I'd probably sniffle. (laughs) (laughs) That is absolutely disgusting. (laughs) How's it disgusting? If she looks good, you know, they probably smell better. All right. I mean, if, if that logic holds up. <laughs> All right. Mike Florio from NFL.com. Man, always good talking to you. And uh, are you enjoying life out there? I am, man. Uh, the weather is beautiful. Uh, getting, getting used to, you know, not having to wear a, a coat, you know, for like six months of the year. It's pretty nice. All right. Make sure you check him out. NFL.com. Mike, good talking to you and good luck in the rest of the fantasy football season. Thanks, man. You too, and soon we'll be talking baseball. Definitely. In the meantime, check me out, scoutfantasysports.com. Get your questions on the message boards in the forums. Check out the articles, scoutdfs.com. I'll be back tomorrow with Dr. Roto here. It is Scout Fantasy Sports on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.